The whistler is back. <laughs> so rare to hear the whistler these days. <laughs> Someone said to me something about being a songbird and how I was a good whistler at work, and I was like, well, some of my friends call me the whistler. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also say to this person that you were also known as Magic Pants? No. Fair enough. I don't tend to reflect on that. Or Magic Hands? That could also <laughs> be taken the wrong way. No, but they have seen my Magic Hands shirt. They don't know that it linked to me, though. Right. They just think it's some shirt. Hmm. Yeah. What about uh, the bearded all-rounder? <laughs> no. No. That one's not really in my mind periphery. Mm. Is that a thing? Does that make sense? It's sure. only new, that one. It's like saying the guy who holds no world record. <laughs> 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 but you can change that by getting a world record. Yeah, but it's like I said about the gaming buffet. I just want to sample a different different taste every day hmm. if i want to go for a world record i have to eat one thing for a long time hmm. hello and welcome to game the system podcast episode 34 a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern pinball, board games and everything in between. It's still the 2nd of March 2019 and my name is still Mark Bell. My name's still John. My name's Matt. Still. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And we're still surviving. This is the uh, second recording in a day. I've got to watch the time. You do need to watch the time. Damn it. Anyway. Have you got your alarm set? I do. Okay. Wait, let me double check now. Yep. Okay. Yep. The Munsters. Yeah. We also, when when I say we, Matt and I, played the Munsters. That's right. They have one down at, what's it called? City, City Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. City Heroes. In Sydney, CBD. Mm-hmm. We went there after a dinner um, of former colleagues uh which was a lot of fun i had a lot of beers yeah so you know my perceptions of the game might be a little skewed (laughs) but we went there it was late at night uh city heroes is a strange place you feel like Mm. you're going to get shanked at any moment Mm. um (laughs) we walked in and the game was off yeah really Yeah. yeah and we were like oh well, that's annoying because, well, going back to our dinner with our friends, um, I kind of ended things early. <laughs> uh. And I sort of said, oh, see you, we're off, and bye. Good <laughs> to see you guys. Hug, you know, kiss, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then raced over there for wish this Wish we had more purpose. time. Yeah, wish we had more time, <laughs> but got to go. And the game was off. So that was annoying. <clears throat> uh, and then we thought, no. We're not going to settle for this. Mm. We're seasoned pinball, not only players, but owners. We know where the on and off switch is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this yeah. This thing just plugs into the wall like any other appliance. <laughs> <laughs> so, we reached around and uh, turned it on. Nothing happened. I'm like, oh, well, that's also not good news. Mm. Then we went around to the back of the machine and the power cable was unplugged. Mm. And sort of... The cleaner had been through strapped it to the back no it was definitely it definitely looked like it was off for a reason right and there were sick of people turning it back on so they just pulled the plug mm. so we plugged it back in and I don't want to say did this they, is r- did right they? in view only metres away from the, the front desk oh, where yeah. they're oh, yeah. watching us do this yeah yeah. so we're just manhandling this brand new machine yeah <laughs> did they realise that it, this game had just been released and that everyone and his dog is going to want to play it Maybe. I, I get a feeling they don't appreciate the pinballs in there. Yeah. No. And, and no, I think I maybe maybe twofold. I mean, it's a pinball machine. Mm. So people generally think pinball machines are old. Mm. And it's the Monsters. Yeah. Pretty old. It's a 50-year-old theme or mm. whatever. I mean, who gives a shit about the Monsters? Mm. If so, you're a, a 
Fortnite playing um yeah esports person yeah right like yeah. all the other people around the back yeah, yeah. Of that place yeah. yeah everyone else in that place yeah. <laughs> besides us uh but yeah we turned it on and it came up fine it was all good well well yeah i mean we, we found out why it was turned off yeah when, when all the lights came on that's when we could see why it was off and that was because there was a ball stuck on the in lane and stuck because there was a screw stuck underneath one of the um in lane switches so that wasn't yeah, like, going anywhere. Uh, that screw was in there. Yeah, like yeah. the rollover is just a wire, you know, that ah. pushes down, but there's a screw t- stopping it from going down. So, the, yeah, any yeah. ball into that that lane would just get stuck, stuck there. Yeah. The switch can't be pressed. Yeah. 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 Any idea where that screw might have come from? No. Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's any number of places a screw can come from in a pinball machine. <laughs> it's like, that screw's obviously meant to be somewhere, <laughs> but the game seems to be okay, so let's just keep going. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what we did. We yeah. put money in the machine. We started a game. Luckily, uh, whoever coded the game coded it enough to the point where it is okay with playing with one ball missing. So the yeah. game would know that there's a ball missing Yeah, because that's how they're coded. But sometimes... <laughs> Just imagining the game like, there's one ball missing. <laughs> I don't trust you guys, but I'll let you go. <laughs> no, there's, there's many times, especially in the stern age of pinball machines, where the code can't handle a game being yeah. gone, a, a, a ball yeah. being gone. Because it relies on the logic of knowing how many balls are in the trough. Yeah. And how many balls are in play. Yep. Yeah. And it gets really, really confused. And sometimes you lose a ball mm. when you didn't lose a ball because yep. it doesn't know what's going on because there's a ball missing and all these sorts of things. But this one seemed perfectly fine with us playing with a ball missing. Yeah. It played as expected. Yeah. Actually, I think Star Trek, the next generation machine, has a big problem with missing balls. If, you, if there's a ball missing... All the solenoids just start firing and they won't stop until it finds a ball. Um, right, right. Like, and that's the cannons and then yeah. the underneath the play field. Yeah. Hmm. And actually, that's it starts cycling the balls, I think. And it'll just keep cycling them. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, go, if we're not in play, you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so they go into the trough, shoot out, it like does the auto launch, yeah. goes through the loop, comes back down, and yeah. Yeah, just goes through a whole thing anyway Mm. yeah and that's another example of how a i wouldn't say poorly coded but not as well coded as it should be game will handle a missing ball in that it'll just keep on trying to look for that ball Mm. whereas a good coded pinball machine will try and do that for maybe i don't know 30 seconds a minute and eventually when it goes well i'm obviously not going to find this ball Mm. it's gone I'll just give up and go, okay, I'm just going to assume the game's going to work okay. Mm. There's the alarm. alarm. (coughs) You best be moving that car. Yep. Like that thing. Move your car. Every time? Yeah. Every time I'm always pulling out a tissue. Is it every time since we got these? Maybe. Or before that. Do you remember an instance before that? Being far too logical about this. (laughs) Just wondering if maybe there was something in this that you're having a reaction to. The afros. Are you supposed to wash them? No, I don't think so do with them right <laughs> it's now a good time to tell you guys um Uh-oh. about what i do with them <laughs> <laughs> that's why my nose runs <laughs> it's all making sense oh you're allergic to semen <laughs> oh, oh. no i couldn't be allergic to semen <laughs> right or else i'd be having all sorts of problems i definitely know
if I was allergic to semen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being allergic to the air itself. (laughs) Speaking of semen, the monsters. Where were we? So, so there was a problem. We were saying the ball... The ball was stuck. But but also the machine dealt well with a missing ball. Yes, that is a correct or good assumption. Assumption? Summation. That's the word I wanted of mm. where we were up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we put money in it mm. and, and pressed the start button and played the game. Yeah. I think it was pretty quickly that we got a ball stuck there on top of that other ball. Yeah, so two balls stacked in that lane. You can get the top one out easily. Yeah, and I think just in general play, that other ball came out anyway because it was, you know, balls flapping around. Mm. Yeah, I think, imagine oh, that. I think what happened at one point, a ball came down and hit it quickly. It popped the stuck one out and then bounced out. So we had, yeah, know, we had both full, balls in play. Full then, ball action. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the Newton's Cradle. Is that what it's called? Newton's Cradle? You know, you got the hanging... Oh balls and you, you yep. drop you know, oh, yeah. on the strings and you, you one side and it, they hit and yeah, that's hard yeah. to explain. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah, I, I do know I what do. it is. Yes. Yeah. You all know what it is. Uh, yeah. And every now and again we get a ball stuck there and do some fun things to try and get it out. Um, you move the machine back quite a ways. Because <laughs> me, I do like a left and right shake to try and shake a machine. You yeah. do... Uh, Front and back. No, I was doing that because I'm trying to get it up out of the lane, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, we were completely abusing this machine whilst the, you know, the admin guys were just yeah, next right to us, basically. And I'm sure you pushed that machine back a fair way into the wall, but yeah. we got away with it somehow. Is it against the wall? I thought that was well, sitting, like, in the middle. Of, no, it's... Behind it was, like, a, the um, other arcade cabinet. Okay. The Pandora's box he's got there. Oh. Yeah, I think one leg was against a wall or a pillar and the other leg was not, so it was kind of, yeah. Either way, we're abusing the machine to keep playing. Um, And we played, what, three or four games? Ish, yeah. Ish. Um, So, thoughts? Uh, I was quite happy with it. Oh, quite happy. (laughs) Put it on the back of the box. Because the goals, the, so the thing I was kind of saying... I don't think people read Beatles. the back of the box to get an idea of... Of a pinball machine? Yeah. Mm. It would just say, like... The flyer. Made in Chicago or something. Mm. Yeah, the flyer. Put it yeah. on the flyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Because, like, on a machine, you don't, you're first playing not knowing the rules, but it kind yeah. of was... You could see what they wanted you to do anyway. Like, because each mm. family member, and they each had a, like, toy or a location, and you had to... You know, mm-hmm. get get Herman level three or something mm-hmm. you know, a bunch mm. of times. Mm-hmm. Get Lily, whatever. Her thing yes, was. we know her name now. Yes, we know her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Mark M D W Baker Snark. MDW. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Didn't he mention that last time? Or Did he? I looked it up. I looked it up live on the podcast. Oh, okay, so it wasn't Mark. No. Right, it was Matt. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so it's interesting you said you enjoyed it because I Where, sort of had an opposite experience. I'm still, I guess still like... It, it's, I was waiting for that. <laughs> is it good or bad? I just un, I thought I understood what I was trying to do. I had a goal. I could see what I had to do. Hmm. And this is, this is now, I thought purpose. It, I hmm. thought it looked like Monster Bash. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because huh. you said that when we talked about it previously when we were just looking at pictures. I yeah. never saw it, hmm. um, but playing it, it feels very much like Monster Bash. You have those two ramps. You got the two loops. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I would say, the scoop and the pops are in about the same place. Yeah, um, Monster Bash has that uh, center shot where you go up through the spinner. Yep, which is probably the only no one of only a couple of shots I like on Monster Bash. I'm not a Monster Bash fan. That's the only shot I go for now. The middle shot, yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Um, but. The Monsters doesn't have a middle shot. I can't okay. even remember what's up the middle there, but it's not a straight through yeah. shot. Right. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt took a while to think about it and then <laughs> gave up. There's a ramp and then there's Herman and then something. Yeah, something the and then know. other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it's... Yeah. 
similar. Uh, if, if I monster. can say, it's one of the what it's I've probably mentioned before. There's a long way. Yeah, there's, there's a clear playfield. These are the machines that I usually prefer. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, the Attack from uh, Mars style, where all the craps are all the way up the top. There's nothing blocking your way before that. That's, mm. Hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Mm. I think I dislike games like that. Yeah, I think we, that you've mentioned that too mm. when I've brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one thing I, I don't like about The Walking Dead. I, I don't like the playfield being blocked. Like, I feel like in that game, yeah, most it's cramped. M- mainly on mm. the right side, yeah. but yeah, it's very. There's not much space, and I think no. part, I guess that's part of what makes it brutal because when you hit the wrong thing, you have less time to react. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, and I like games like that. Mm. I like what was the term? Um, yeah, so I was listening to a podcast recently. I can't remember what one. Interviewing someone, I can't remember who, mm. <laughs> but he was describing. Board was it a hundred percent invisible? No. Okay. That was, uh, that was just a throwback to the last right, episode. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Borg design games, and he's he's designed heaps of games, including The Walking Dead, as um, shoot and recover. Hmm. So you shoot, you probably right. don't hit the thing you're aiming for, then you yep. have to recover and yep. try and survive. Yep. Uh, and I really like games like that. Yep. I like reacting to stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly enjoy thinking about stuff too much. <laughs> um, we've talked about that before. <laughs> I also don't particularly enjoy accuracy games like Steve Ritchie games where it's all flow. As long as you're accurate, you can just keep looping shot after yep. shot after shot after shot and you get in the flow. Yep. I like shooting something and then trying to survive yep. and reacting to what happens. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I like board games, and probably why, actually, Monsters is a board game. <laughs> so that throws that uh, out the window. But it's probably why I don't like games where it's got a huge expanse in the center, mm-hmm. because it feels like you're not doing much for mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah, and that's how I felt on the Monsters. I just felt I, n- nothing interested me with what was going on. Do you think it fits more into that flow category of gameplay? No, it wasn't flow. It was... It's like Monster Bash. It's like... I don't know. It's, yeah. Mm. I, I can't articulate what I don't enjoy about that mm. experience, but a lot of people I talk to saying I don't enjoy Monster Bash look at me like I'm a crazy person because mm. obviously Monster Bash is one of the most popular games ever made. Everyone mm. loves Monster Bash, yep. mm. except for me, it seems. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't do yeah, anything you're for weird. Me. I am weird. <laughs> I'm particular. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that for the humour. Um, I never really particularly connected with Monster Bash, but I do like Attack from Mars, which is, mm. I think, similar. Mm. Attack from Mars is the extreme part of the example. Yeah, everything's way back. Right. Except for the yeah. two ramps, which are a bit lower. Mm. Um, I actually, I kind of like Attack from Mars. Mm. I don't have anything against it, but it's yeah. really more. It's more like a medieval madness ish. It's like it's not extremely far back. It's kind mm. of yeah. It's about that level, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why I couldn't gel with the game when we played it. I mean, City Heroes is a pretty loud space. I couldn't hear anything mm. in the game. Mm. Um, and I think sound plays a really big part oh, yeah. in we an experience. Anything, yeah. yeah, You couldn't hear the game at all. No. That's interesting. Because um, I would imagine the humor in the monsters would be a big element of playing that game. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, because I couldn't hear anything, I think that also sort of displaced me from enjoying the mm. game. Um, that's something that, that, you know, has to be acknowledged. Uh, and And one example I can give is playing Austin Powers, which is... I wouldn't say it's like a particularly good game. Mm. It's actually regarded as pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. but uh, w- when I played it, I actually enjoyed it because yeah, it the reminds me of all the funny fantastic. lines. Yeah. In the call-outs, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it made the game really enjoyable. Yeah, that game, Austin Powers is all sound. That's that's the enjoyable part of that game. Mm. <laughs> and Just I love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why I love the sound in the game, because yeah. I love the movies. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, no, nothing really grabbed me from playing the mon- the monsters, and I've listened to a few podcasts now where people have talked about their experience playing it with being able to hear the sound, and they said they haven't been able to gel with it either. Hmm. But I've said that about many games, mm. and then changed my mind mm. either soon after or yeah. maybe even years after. In the case of The Walking Dead, yeah, yeah, so, pinball's weird like that. I think you know, as you get to know a game better, your opinion can change, mm. and it can happen both ways. I think it can go from good to bad or the other oh, yeah, way around. Absolutely. Yep. And it's worth noting we were playing the pro. Yep. Whichever the one is that doesn't have the lower play field. Mm. So um, that's probably a missing element. Apparently, the uh, lower play field on the Monsters has vertical up kickers and ramps and mm. wire forms. It's meant to be quite extensive. Okay. I still don't imagine how you can do anything exciting in that smaller space. But yeah, maybe that that's an added element that helps. Mm. I don't know. But it's I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it, Matt, because that provides a good sort of contrast because I felt a bit ambivalent to it, right. whereas you thought it was okay. I mean, yeah, in my early you know, non-opinion, it was also <laughs> on the positive end. Mm. Right. It looked amazing. The artwork is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've watched a few streams like, and, and it looks really nice. Mm. Yeah. It yeah it's nice. really, really nice. I think it's... Was it the black and white? No, No, we didn't play the black and white one. I had a few beers at the time. (laughs) So that's another factor to take into account of my opinion. (laughs) Well, the screen's black and white, the LCD, all the stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the video parts, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think the jury is still out, as would be the case with any pinball machine, Mm -hmm. really. Like the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, Roger's got an LE coming. That'll probably be yeah. a month or two away, though. Yeah, so he does that. And yeah. it seems like that's... Yeah, I, I mentioned... I was remembering that's how it worked out with Deadpool and Iron Maiden. Like, those guys had... So, the pinball network has... They, they're they expressing these machines in somehow, getting them before everyone. And mm. they, don't get the, they always get the pro. Mm. Probably, I guess, because they get them quicker. Yeah, the pros come out way earlier than the LEs. The LEs are always a couple of months later. Yeah, and then Roger and Scott, like, are waiting months to get theirs. So yeah. is this uh, grey imports? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it. Bootleg. Had Deadpool well, really early I don't think maybe. there's anything illegal about it. You're just going around the Australian distributor, which means you don't get any yeah. support in this country. So mm. if there's a problem and they need to send something back, they'll have to send it to the US. But with a pinball machine, you don't. if you know what you're doing, hmm. I can't really see that actually happening. You would just get parts sent over or, yeah, you know. Yeah, so the, they must be getting them from some supplier hmm. there or somewhere else. I'm glad you mentioned Deadpool, <coughs> actually, because that was, well, it could be the complete opposite uh, example of opinion for me compared with the monsters because when i first played deadpool it was in another packed space where i couldn't hear the machine i thought that game was absolutely boring um and couldn't understand why anybody enjoyed it i just didn't i couldn't feel it at all when i finally played it where i could hear the sound my god that sound is amazing and that that is a game that it's all sound the the music is amazing the call outs are hilarious Mm. it it's it's one of the best sound packages in pinball and that makes that game. The stuff going on on the screen as well. Yeah. Yeah, really, really funny stuff. So, The only thing, it's funny, like when speaking of sand, sound to do with that game, the guy that does Deadpool voice, Nolan something? No. Uh, I don't know. He's he's, he's relatively famous voice actor, actor and Nolan actor. Uh, don't know if that's his name. He's definitely well known and, and known for voice acting as well. Yeah. Um, and in games and stuff. I can't remember his name. It'll be he's Nolan doing, North, right? He's doing that. Um, he's doing a YouTube show with Troy Baker now. They, where they play old <laughs> NES games. Okay. I know Troy Baker from The Wire. Was he in The Wire? Was it Troy Baker? Maybe I got his name wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're all becoming an old man. Um, and I'm also a parent now. Right. Um, Sounds like making excuses yep, to me. I'm a dad. 
my brain... I just don't opt to the fact that I don't know anything. My brain has begun the degradation process. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this guy, people probably know who he is. And I think he does a really good job. But the difference between him and Ryan Reynolds is very jarring for me. And yeah. I know that, like, Ryan Reynolds, it's just a representation of the movie um, version of that character. Um, and that Stern have always had a thing where they've worked with Marvel directly and everything they've done generally, with some exceptions, is based off the comic book series. Yeah. Um, obvious exceptions being Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, this is obviously based off comic books and so then they've got a voice which is not, which is representational of the character and not of the movie version of the character. It's very different to what Ryan Reynolds does Hmm. and yeah, I find it really jarring because, and it's hard because, because Ryan Reynolds does such a great job with that character and I think he brings something, a real genuine feel. Like, how can you have a character who is a murderer and an assassin, but be also plausible in terms of his personality? I mean, obviously, Mark's not a superhero guy, so he doesn't know anything hmm. about Deadpool. But, yeah, the character is basically... He makes a lot of jokes and he's very sarcastic and very, very fourth silly. Wall breaking. Yeah, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking stuff in the comics. Um, but yeah, it happens in the movie too, obviously. But that's more of like almost, I would say, in the movies a gimmick because in the second movie it doesn't happen as much. It's almost like they had to do that just because that's like part of what's known of the character. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but the characters, it's, yeah. He's just a very silly kind of whimsical character. So there's that juxtaposition between the character's personality and what the character actually does, Hmm. which is murder people um, in like really brutal ways. So so he does a great job of making that plausible, which I guess is an actor's job, Hmm. um, but he's obviously quite unique in that personally he's quite funny. and so because I like the way he's done it so much, it's very hard to go to the way that someone else has done it now. Yeah, that, that's fair. And I've heard that yeah. criticism quite a bit, mm. uh, yeah, directed to the pinball machine for that reason. But I don't have that background. I haven't seen yeah. the films. I right. don't care to see the films. Yep. So I'm experiencing Deadpool for literally the first time yeah. in this pinball machine. And I really like it because yep. I don't come with that you know, expectation. Yeah, to liken it to something else. It's like when you have a movie with a character and then in the sequel, the character's played by a different actor. Hmm. I think we can all agree, though, that no one likes Timothy Dalton as James Bond. (laughs) Right? Actually, James Bond is a good example. I mean, it's like... (laughs) That's where I was going with what you were talking about. I don't even know who Timothy Dalton is. He's the worst James Bond. Okay. It's like my favourite James Bond is Pierce Brosnan, which makes no sense because I'm sure he's not the best one, but he's just the one that I know. Yeah, that's a perfect example of what we're talking about because my favourite James Bond is Roger Moore Mm. because that's the the guy that I got to know because those were the movies when I started watching them. Mm. Whereas other people hate Roger Moore. They think he's too silly. So (laughs) it's just generational and what you first experience and all that kind of stuff. I'm glad we've solved all of these human problems (laughs) in this podcast. Well, this is the exact kind of thing that made us think, hey, we should do a podcast. Exactly, because we've got opinions on really stupid things. Speaking of opinions, which I have none of on this particular news topic, oh, maybe I've got a little bit. <laughs> Link's Awakening ah. has been announced mm-hmm. to come out, 
I think on the Switch. It's a remake of the 1993 game on the Game Boy. I never played Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Uh, so I have very little opinion of what this game might be and how good it might be mm. and all of that. I've seen probably 10 seconds worth of animated GIFs of what the game looks like. Right. It's a isometric, dare mm. I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of classic style Zelda perspective game. Yep. Yeah, it looks okay. Do any of us have any opinions? Um, I, I'm i pretty sure I have played <clears throat> the old one, but hmm. I don't remember much about it. Right. Is there Do a... It? Can you get this on Game Boy Advance? No. It's on Game Boy. Is Game Boy Color or Game Boy... It's got to be original. I'm pretty sure it's older than the Color. There's Link, Link's Awakening DX, I think, is the Game Boy Color one. Hmm. Okay. Or something. I might be confusing, but there's there's kind of two of them. And the DX is the later one. Yep. Hmm. Now that I've got so many Game Boys, I have to let Ben know that if he sees Zelda games on Game Boy, I need them. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'd be happy to give them to you if you trade, you know, money. (laughs) 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 That's how commerce works, right? Yep. Yeah, so no actual opinions on that, but I guess that's cool. Back in the day, people said it was one of the better 2D Zeldas. Okay, mm. and probably one, uh, I was going to say one of the ones that not many people experience, yeah. but that's probably not true because a lot of people had Game Boys. A lot of people had Game Boys. Yeah, just mm. not the same people that we, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you mean as in we not didn't have us. Game Boys? I had Game Boys. I didn't yeah, have a Game uh, Boy. I didn't have Zelda on the Game Boys though. Okay. We weren't Nintendo people in yeah, Australia generally, right? Is that where you're going? I think t- Nintendo was accepted by the time the Game Boy came around, but we had mm. consoles. Played at home. I think mm. I know what you're getting at, which is that if we were going to play a game like that, we'd probably play it on a console, not on a Game Boy. Yeah. And it's almost like we were old enough to... Like the generation... Well, we're not quite the same generation, I guess. I don't know. I'm younger Are than you guys. you saying I'm old? <laughs> I'm younger than you guys, but I think... You're saying I'm old. The generation after me, there was like this group of people, and I think it's really Game Boy Advance type level and maybe this is why Game Boy Advance was so big but for Game Boy Advance and and, and DS I think there was a lot of kids that that's all they had and they didn't have mm-hmm. a console mm-hmm. um, whereas we all had like home consoles and maybe we had a Game Boy 2 but I think yeah the generation after that after us I think there was a lot of households with where kids had just had a handheld and that's all they had yeah and I think that's that's fair because that generation of handhelds were when you could have proper game experiences in yeah. a handheld. Right. Whereas yeah. before that, they were pretty simplistic or, yeah. you know, no backlit screen. Yeah, I think you're right. Like <laughs> Stuff I think that's like that. When, yeah, with the advance, it really improved what could be done and you could have, yeah, a complete experience which wasn't that far away from a, a home console. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. No, I was going to say with that, I saw the graphic style and actually not a big fan of that graphic style. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, what would you call it? Like a. It, it felt very bubbly and like not, not saying it's not detailed, but it didn't seem very mm. detail oriented. Um, and like it felt a bit uh, clunky. Hmm. Like, I f- I'm watching it made me feel like the gameplay might suffer because of the art style. Right. Um, but, I mean, I think I've thought that about Nintendo games before and have played them and, and then realised, no, this feels really good to play. So Yeah. I'm so, sure they'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I'm it not, needs to be. Yeah, I'm not too worried. Like, I, it looks like something I'd, I'd like to check out when it comes out. But, yeah. Looking at it, I didn't really like the style. Maybe it, it does look chunky because it's, you know, a Game Boy game. Yeah, They had to that. have larger sprites and things like that so that you could see them on the non-backlit yep. monochrome screen. Yeah, so. it's something we don't really realise. Like, with a screen so small, the way that art is represented is different. And mm. when you put it on a big screen, you really notice it. Like, when I got the Game Boy Player, mm. that's when you really notice it. Mm. Yeah. Cool. 
That's um, exciting, nonetheless. Indeed. They should remake more old games. Indeed. More old games. Really? More old games. <laughs> there is a lot of old games being well, remade. Actually, someone um, was talking about music, and they made a really good point about the difference between old music and, and new music. And people tend... Sometimes people hold an opinion that old stuff is better than new stuff. But one of the biases with that is that with the old stuff, you remember everything that's the best. Mm. <laughs> so we've already weeded out all the shit yeah, in yeah, the yeah. old stuff. Yeah. And then with the new stuff, we haven't worked out yet what's good and what's not. Yeah. So when you're looking at new, you're looking at everything and a lot of it's crap. And so that might make it seem like old is better than new. Yeah. But we're only looking at the best of the old stuff. Mm. Uh, so I think that's something to bear in mind when thinking about that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, solving all the world's problems here. But no, that's that's a really good point. Hmm. And three pinball machines are arriving mm. or will soon be arriving at 1989 Arcade Bar. Do you guys know what pinball machines are arriving? Oh, no. maybe your hot scoop isn't so bubbling oh, of know? a scoop after all. Because do I do know, oh. except for the third one. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I know nothing. Well, it'll be interesting to see what you've heard as opposed to what I've heard. Well, now that you've said that, I can't remember. Is is this (laughs) not secret information? No, I asked Ben if he's okay with us talking about it on the podcast, and he said, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, Star Wars. Which one? The new one. Okay. Uh, What was the other one? I can't remember now. <laughs> Is that amazing scoop? No, he, it was his scoop. It was John's scoop. Okay. He said he had the hot scoop. But then you're scooping the scooper. I know. I was trying to scoop the scooper, but now I forgot. He, what well, my scoop he succeeded was. in scooping me by telling me that he had a scoop when I didn't think he had a scoop at all. I, know. I thought I was, was the only one with a scoop. Yeah. I thought there was one scoop and it was mine. Well, sometimes there's two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> well. Two scoops is better than one, I guess. Yeah. Actually, it's the same scoop. Well, we it is, but knowledge. it seems like your information is different to my information. Hmm. And oh. I'm not actually surprised about that because in my experience when dealing with operators is the selection is never finalized until it's in the venue. <laughs> yeah. Because it can always change, and it does. And often. I might have also... Oh, I think it's Deadpool, the other one. Right. Um I might have also swayed Ben from getting Star Wars. No. I know. Well, I actually really like Star Wars now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that changed quickly. No, no, no. I, I, I said this to Ben. I really like Star Wars, but it's it's not friendly to the casual player. Wait, it's which Star Wars game. are you talking about? The new Star Wars. Okay. It's brutal. Did Ben tell you Star Wars? Yeah. That's interesting. I've been told Star Wars too, but not the new one. Oh. Yeah. Which one? The Data East one. Star Wars Episode 1. Oh. Ah. Pinball 2000. Yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah, so this is one thing I was going to ask you guys about is that, yeah, it's apparently quite a disliked machine. It's not a good machine. Okay, so that answers the question. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of this game? I've never played it. I don't, I don't think I've played it. What do you think Ooh. of... Um, uh, what is it? From Revenge from Mars. I thought I liked it mm. back in back in the day. I was going to say three, four years ago when I first started playing it. But playing it now, uh, yeah, I I don't like it. It's too dark. It's it's got the layout of Attack from Mars, but doesn't feel the same at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, so apparently that might be going in. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so my scoop says Star Wars Episode 1 Deadpool Premium Possibly the Adams Family Yeah, that was um one of the guys' suggestion behind the bar He said, get Adams Family you got to get Adams Family It's the most popular game ever Everyone loves it <laughs> I agree with that I, I see Matt yeah. shaking his head The readers can't see Matt shaking his head <laughs> But think of it from the casual player's perspective yeah. Adam's Family, everyone loves Adam's Family mm. as a casual player. Yeah. And again, thinking from the casual player's experience, the new Star Wars, 
We like it as pinball players. On a casual experience, it's brutal. No, I think Adam's Family is one of the most brutal games. No. Yeah. It's got no ball save, but nothing feeds straight down the centre and... Until you hit Uncle Fester and not sink the scoop or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. Because it's a cramped machine. It's Mm. got all the junk on the left. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you avoid the the pops because that generally chucks the ball into the outlane. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm. But either way, I mean, the news of 1989 getting pinball machines is very exciting. Mm. Another point was apparently there's a Tron available, so that's Uh, also a possibility. Now, that's more exciting. Mm. But that's another hard game, though. He was saying that, yeah... He said it might be too hard for mm. newbies. Mm. Yeah. But it fits in with the theme well for 1989. Yeah. The Tron idea. Um, well, I think apparently that was the idea behind Star Wars yeah. Episode 1 is that it might be the most welcoming venue for that machine. <laughs> yeah. So I heard that it was going to be the new Star Wars. But then mm. again, maybe that's me Confusion. talking to Ben about something he's not familiar with yeah. as in he wouldn't know there's what four five yeah. star wars pinball machines mm. um and but yeah if it was going to be originally the the new star wars maybe me saying to him you know oh it's brutal blah 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 maybe he went back to scott and said is there another star wars we can put in mm. and of course episode one's available because no one else wants it scott's gone <laughs> beauty can't do anything else with this machine. <laughs> it can't, it's not actually that bad. I mean, from a casual player's perspective, it'll be fine. I just yeah. assume it's like exactly the same as Re- Revenge from Mars. Is, mm. is it actually any different? No, it's very different. The play field. Oh. It's got a screen in the middle like Revenge. Mm. And yeah, for readers who don't know what the hell we're talking about, the Episode 1 pinball machine and Revenge from Mars pinball machine... Uh, what they call Pinball 2000, which is when Williams Bally tried to reinvent pinball when pinball was crashing and burning and no one liked (laughs) pinball anymore. They tried to make a cabinet design that was not only modular so that you could rip out the playfield, put in another one, just put on new decals and you got (laughs) a brand new game, but also it had a a screen, like a... Mm -hmm. It, it was kind of weird. It had a CRT in the top of the back box that would beam a picture down into the play field that would bounce off some mirrored glass. Mm-hmm. So it looked like you had a floating screen yeah. in the middle of the play field, mm-hmm. which actually the, the technique works quite well. Yeah, it like a hologram really nice. type yeah. thing. And mm. you, in, in the instance of Revenge from Mars, you interact with that by, you know, they might have four... Um, Martians being projected into the play field. Mm-hmm. You hit the ball through one of those Martians, it triggers a switch mm-hmm. somewhere so it knows that you've gone through that particular area mm-hmm. and the Martian explodes or mm. whatever. Mm. And it's kind of cool. It's a nice effect. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting design, isn't it? Because it's a, a real balance between darkness and colour because mm. the projection requires darkness so that you can see it, but you need to be able to see with light on the ball Mm. to see where you're shooting. Yep. So they've created this space that's really dark at the back. Yep. And that's Uh, one big criticism of Pinball 2000 in that it's very dark. Yep. You can't really see what's going on with the ball at Mm. the back of the play field. Mm. Yep. So I think episode one's a a reasonable choice. Um, It's probably not a popular movie. It's it's kind of goofy and funny. (laughs) One of the things I think they said about that game when they were developing it was they were told, obviously, Jar Jar Binks was meant to be like, you know, he was the comic relief and he was going to be this big popular character and everyone was going to love him. Yeah. And then so they designed the game with him, Mm. you know, as like a centerpiece almost. Or I, I haven't played it, so I don't know how much he's involved, but I, from what I heard, that's how it goes. Mm. And <laughs> and obviously the total opposite happens and everyone <laughs> hated him. 
So I'm wondering how much he pops up in the game. And mm. It's been a long time since I played that game, actually. It'll be interesting to play it again. Yep. But yeah, controversially, controversially, whatever that word is, um, <laughs> I actually liked episode one, the movie. I thought it was okay. That is controversial. I know. <laughs> but you know me, I like weird things. So. You are weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's exciting that 1989 is getting pinball machines. I mean, yes. I cop flack for having this uh, threshold for a barcade. Yeah. Even from Ben himself from 1989. Oh, really? But I... How did he hear about your threshold? Probably on the podcast oh. or something like that. Did we talk about that? I think I've talked about it a few times. So. Okay. But yeah, I, I regard a barcade as... And a bar with pinball and arcade machines. Maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back because he was set on not having pinball at all. Even Who knows? With, even with the kitchen expansion. True. I don't know how that camel's back broke. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just see it as fairness because I don't regard a bar packed full of pinball machines as a barcade. Hmm. Like there's... um. Pinball Paradise in Melbourne. Right. It's a bar themed entirely around pinball machines. Mm. There's pinball machines all over the joint, mm. and it's a really cool spot. Mm. I don't regard that as a barcade because mm. there's no arcade machines. So on the, you know, on the flip side of that, mm. if you just got a bar and arcade machines mm. without pinball, to me that's just being fair and saying it's mm. not a barcade. You need pinball in it. It is a funny choice as a venue owner why you would do that. I mean, I guess if you love pinball, that's obviously the reason but why wouldn't you recreate a space with why wouldn't you take the things that other people love into account you know and mm. in arcades there's always both or there in the past there was always both yeah you know and so whether you like it or not there's other people that love those things so mm. why wouldn't you include them if you have the space you obviously have the money if you've got multiples of pinball machines the money's mm. there to have I mean arcades aren't expensive mm. Or oh, they, aren't as they expensive. are, but not as expensive yeah, as sorry. pinball. Yeah, yeah. To clarify, <laughs> um, especially if you know, it depends on what you get, but they can be much, much less expensive. Mm. Um, I think 1989 was a special example, though, because it's a small space, and as we know with pinball machines, they take up a lot of room. Mm. So, yeah, I can understand the reasonings for not including pinball mm. and Ben doesn't he's, he's not into pinball yeah that's fine it, you know that's absolutely fine I think it, it does make sense from I mean I don't I can't presume to know exactly his motivations but from what I observe it seems like the space he was creating was the space that he dreams about mm. you know because exactly. it's 1989 not just about the arcades it's also about movies and pop culture yeah and pop culture and the music and you know the vhs tapes and the board games and obviously the consoles too like i've when we've been there i've seen people in there that obviously aren't there for games or anything there was a couple there once and i was watching them and they were there because they just wanted to listen to the music that was playing Mm. um and the guy was like oh i remember this song Mm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's weird, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think he's just trying to create the space that he loves. And I'm yep. glad that he's decided to include pinball in there, even though it's not his thing. Mm. Um, and I loved the reveal as well. I said, I said, I made a reveal? comment. You haven't seen the movie, the video that they did? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a, there's a video. video on <laughs> Facebook. We have a video. Yeah, it's on Facebook. Um, well, basically, they, <laughs> he's <laughs> they're sitting in the bar and he's like, um, Ben comes up to the other two guys and he's like, hey, guys, come check this out. And they walk, walk around the back to where the kitchen used to be. And he's like, have you guys ever noticed this room before? And it's got like this warning, like, don't enter sign on the door. And they're like, no, like, let's have a look. And they open the door and it's all dark inside. It's like a horror movie. And he's got the torch and he's looking. He's like, 
is that pinball? (laughs) (laughs) It's the best reveal because obviously, particularly for me, being that they talk about pinball and I was not expecting uh, them to have pinball at all. So Mm. it was like watching a trailer for a movie that you're excited about and it just gets better and better. And I literally watched it multiple times and I left a comment saying, this is like watching a trailer (laughs) for a movie I'm excited about. Yeah. That's cool. No, I haven't seen that. So is the space done? Um, Not in the movie. Is that what you're asking? No, I mean, is is the space done and ready? Because I'm assuming if they've done a video, then there's games in there and... No, the the video doesn't show the actual space itself. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, It just shows the bar and that they go into the room, but it's all dark. You don't see anything. Oh, I see. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's not really... I guess it's not a reveal of the space itself. It's just a reveal of the plans. Hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was fun. So, yeah, I mean, I I know I'm going to piss Ben off by saying this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're going to have Sydney's first barcade. And he's going to be upset because he's going, I fucking had a bar arcade for two years. But, uh, yeah, once... Once those games are in there, we did it. Cool. We're yeah. there. Congratulations. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I'm presuming that'll be happening soon. He will also be running pinball comps. Um, I think the guy who's been running the comps on Scott's Machines currently, who is Will, we know Will, friend of ours, um, he's going to be running the comps at 1989 as well, from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. if things turn out Speaking of pinball, we have Ball? a new number one Australian pinball player. Again? Wow. I know. Uh, Paul okay. Jones has been at the top of the list for God knows how long now. Wasn't he knocked off by Peter Watt? No. I don't think um, so. Um, in the past. Oh, uh, in the past, yeah. yeah. But P- Paul Jones has been at the top for a year or I two haven't now. haven't kept up. Yeah, I haven't either, to be honest. But um, since the most recent... Australian Championship Series, which was held in Canberra a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of all, all sorts of big competitions there, as well as the ACS, which is the the main big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jason Lambert came second in the big one, second in another, first in one, and first in another. So yep. he picked up a boatload of points and passed Paul Jones, and yeah, he's the new number one. I feel Guy like from Brisbane. Jason Lambert, mm. friend of ours. Congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. The The Queensland Pinball Club, the Brisbane Pinball Club, is getting pretty big. Yeah. I was looking at his scores and their league gathers like 50 players, mm. which obviously makes it worth a lot of points. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's amazing. Yeah. And he's been on a tear for a little while now. He's been doing really, really well. Yeah. I think it was at Brisbane Masters last year was the last time I ran into him. And he was playing so well. He won some previous big competition just before Brisbane Masters. And I just said to him, you know, how, you know, what's changed? I mean, you're playing so playing amazing more. now. I mean, he was always good, but mm. it was kind of at, you know, my level and what I would consider sort of, just a bit better than middle of the road. Mm. But all of a sudden, he's playing just absolutely amazing. Mark's being modest. He's definitely better than just a bit better than the middle uh, of the road. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, John. <laughs> um, and he just said, oh, I just stopped caring. I just <laughs> right. started playing for fun. And Is he involved? He's involved in running that league, right? Yeah. That's interesting. He, he runs Brisbane Masters as well. So he's... I think that's what happens when you run competitions 
is that you like I'm just playing in this like to be part of it mm. and I'm not really trying to win yeah because you can't focus your attention and yeah. all that kind of stuff mm. yeah so I think he just relaxed and he just started having fun and mm. that worked for him yeah that's awesome he's been playing amazing ever since he's going over to I can't remember where it is but overseas somewhere for the big world championship this year wow Along with Paul Jones, so him and Paul Jones are heading over. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. New Australian pinball champion. Awesome. Oh, I should mention, uh, Richard Rhodes came first place in that ACS. Yep. So Cool. Another friend of ours, Richard, he used to be a New South Wales guy. He used to go to Z-Ball Pinball League, used to go to Wild Ball Pinball League. He moved back to Melbourne because he's originally a Melbourne guy. Mm. Um and he's always been incredible. He's one of those that are top tier, like ridiculous players. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he took out the ACS. Mm-hmm. Lastly, last bit of news. This has been a long podcast. <laughs> Remember when we said we were going to try and keep it short? Yeah. <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> last bit of news, and we probably don't have much, too much to say on this because this is kind of specialised stuff. Uh, Evo Japan happened. Ah, that's just... the one I forgot to look up. I knew I missed something. Right. <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago. It's only the second Evo Japan. Do they do more than one Evo? Obviously, if they're doing Japan, that they, they do more than one Evo per year. But before that, did they ever do more than one Evo? No. no so Evo was uh, specifically a USA thing. Once per year. Right, okay. And Evo, for people who don't know, it's a, it's like the world championships of fighting games. Mm-hmm. Everyone from all over the world come to Evo to see who's the best. It's the biggest open tournament in the world. Mm-hmm. So last Evo um, in the US, I think just the Street Fighter uh, Five competition had 5,000 players in a double elimination wow. bracket. It's ridiculous. It's massive. Yeah. Absolutely huge. huge. And uh, last year was the first time they ever had an Evo outside of USA, which was Evo Japan. Mm -hmm. This was the second Evo Japan. Just happened a couple of weeks back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know too much about it. I don't follow the fighting scene uh, too much. I do like watching some of the matches. Yep. Um, I watched the top eight, which is a couple of hours worth of video. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. There was only one USA guy that made it into the top eight. That's uh, Punk. Um, but he got knocked out, I think, in about fourth or fifth place, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the final game was be- between Momochi and uh, Fudo. And the thing that I really found interesting about this particular one was that no one was using traditional characters. Like, mm. uh, I think the only traditional character, what you'd sort of describe as a traditional character mm. was Cammy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the final was played uh, with characters Colin versus Birdie. So I wouldn't call these traditional characters, even no. though they've been around for a long time. Um, I haven't heard of Colin. And I think Birdie's from Alpha series. Yeah. Yeah. Birdie was, I believe, a character in the first Street Fighter. Street Fighter oh, 1. really? Yeah. Okay. And then they remade him for Alpha. Yeah. And he was in, I think he was in Street Fighter 4, but he's also in Street Fighter 5 now. Colin is um, a lady character. I think she's part of that group that Cammy's part of, which is the, I can't remember what it's called, but a group of women that uh, Bison uh, controls with oh. mind control and stuff like that. Okay. And Cammy broke away from that group. And Colin is one of those, yeah, mind controlled women. Fighting game story. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom stories in particular. Oh, yeah, they're Capcom. Pretty, they're pretty stupid. It's a double dose of silly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting watching these matches with characters you don't, you're not really familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, you're used to seeing in Street Fighter matches fireballs, mm. sonic booms constantly. Yep. These matches were all sort of poke matches where there's not projectiles. They're sort of walking up and punching and mm-hmm. kicking and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think fighting game tournaments are good to watch as an eSport. Like, I, I like to watch... I'll often just watch, like, a top eight 
um, mm. or depending on how much time you know I have, um, you can watch like top sixteen or whatever. And you, they do tend to build a storyline with the mm. players because yep. it's like a knockout. Yeah. Um, and you get to watch them go through the ranks, you know, and because mm. you're watching, you know, like a top eight, you you kind of size them up in the round of eight, and then, you know make predictions about who's going to win in the round of four and yeah and because you've been following them along in this story you you kind of get attached to certain people and characters and and a big part of that is the commentary the commentary in evo matches is just awesome Mm. because they've been doing it for a long time yeah they're a lot of times they're professional commentators yeah they get paid to do that kind of stuff and they're really entertaining they're funny yeah they they humanize the matches as well. They talk about these people and who they are and where yep. they come from. And yeah, I think pinball competitions have a lot to learn from things like Evo. Yeah, I particularly like a guy. He's not a Street Fighter commentator. He's more in, uh, into Tekken and Soul Calibur. But I watch his streams a bit now, and he plays Resident Evil and stuff sometimes. His hmm. name's Aris, and he's really was involved in like Tekken competitive scene for a long time mm-hmm. um, and he's he's a weird guy he's got like a massive beard and long hair um, and you know is always, he the British guy? no he's American oh, okay um, he always talks about stoners and stuff and he's like into that sort of thing but he also has some really intelligent things to say as well and he's always he always tries to talk about things in real terms um, mm. as opposed to just making, you know, um, I don't know, assumptions or, um, you know, un- claims that are not based in any kind of... So the things we talk about. Yeah, so what we do, <laughs> <laughs> not that. No, he's, he's just really obviously like quite an intelligent person and a good communicator even though he's like not it's not like he sounds like an academic or talks really posh or anything mm, mm. um he sounds like a guy who's into fighting games you know but mm. but he just says some really clever things mm. and uh I really appreciate his commentary but also streams yeah right so um yeah he's yeah some cool. of those guys and girls I've followed just because of their commentary yeah um just to see what else they do outside of that. Yep. So yeah, that was that was cool. Check it out on YouTube or wherever you can find those videos. Mm. Yep. Yeah, you can often you can Google like, you know, Evo, and then the name of your favorite fighting game, Top Eight, and mm. you'll likely find a you know, um, a comp of of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talked about Street Fighter Five, but there's. All fighting mm. games, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Tekken, all of those. Soul Smash Calibur. Brothers. Smash Brothers is a big one. <laughs> Controversially, <laughs> not anymore. I heard. Really? Oh, this really? Is, this is what? the news I know about. There's I mean, no what? way they would stop. Smash. Are, are you dropping, dropping a hot scoop on us? Smash Brothers Melee. Say that sentence again. I, dropped, Evo, the, I think the main Evo, maybe not this one that just happened. They're mm. not going to do Smash Brothers Melee. Oh. Oh. So for people that don't know, Melee is the GameCube version which was always pop, mo- the most yeah. popular in the competitive Smash Brothers yep. scene. Yes. Um, this is controversy. I think the I think the Switch version is the closest to coming back to that style of gameplay. Yeah. It's still different, but maybe that's why. Maybe people are starting to finally migrate to a more modern version of the game. Do we feel that way? I mean, Matt, you might be knowledgeable. Uh, has the player base moved on, or is it more of a? No. Um, no, I think because the way that all the ways that melee is broken is the way the reason why you play it. Hmm. Right. Um, but it seems like the reaction that I'm reading is is they they're fine to not have it because what the mm-hmm. community is fine yeah. to not have it. Um, because apparently it brings out all the the dick players. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can just leave that behind and it's not really a problem. Hmm. Huh. And there's plenty of other Smash tournaments anyway. There's like yeah, That's a lot of other things anyhow that they can do instead of Evo. Yeah, right. Hmm. Wow. So That's the, a all, big the, one. all the big egos are attached to the original 
is what you're saying, do you think? You said all the dick players. It brings out all the dick players. Yeah. So people with that stronger ego maybe uh, stick with that original game more so. Uh, I don't know that that's... So I don't know the whole story. Okay. I, this is like a Twitter thread I read. Okay. That's how I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, none of our so conversations sounded, are factually based. <laughs> We're just making a lot of like assumptions. It, it sounds like bad news and then you read the thing and everyone's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. It still sounds like big news though. Well, it's kind of the oldest game that they're still playing, I think. They yeah. would have been still doing it Evo. I, f- I feel like it's kind of similar to, you know, whatever esports thing with StarCraft and they go, oh, we're not going to yeah. do StarCraft 1 anymore. I was crushed. And that's what I mean. Like, it sounds like that's sort of a weight of decision, but maybe not. Maybe the community's ready to move on. Mm. Don't know. So not Evo, but they're still playing the same game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're... You go. I think T-Y-G. we're done. I mean, yeah, it was going to be a short podcast. Okay. It turned into <laughs> what a two and a half hour. Well, that might wrap us up. Mm-hmm. We done? Think so. Alrighty. So thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. John Twitches over at twitch.tv slash Wago, H-W-A-Y-G-O. Matt is somewhere out there in the steamy cloud. Yeah. <laughs> existing. How do you solve a problem like that? <laughs> and with that, we will say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.